Hello, everyone, and welcome to Week 11 edition of Clissa's Mic Drop. There are only 17 weeks in a regular season. We're on Week 11. I think we're going to make it, folks. I think we're going to make it. Um, season hasn't gone the way the Broncos had wanted it to. I can't say in light of, you know, in the big picture, as disappointing as everybody is with the Broncos. Let me add this real quick. You know, it... What were what were people hoping for? Uh, eight and eight, you know, nine and seven at the top end. But would you have thought eight and eight, nine and seven after you lost Von Miller the, uh, before the first game and Cortland Sutton basically for the season? He played one half of football. Uh, Jarrell Casey out. Uh, AJ Boye has been out uh, more than he's played. I just think it's. Uh, I just think if it, when you when you consider that plus. Plus, what I, I, people talked about this, but I don't think re, uh, people really uh, gave uh, entered this into the equation. The offense, in particular, needed the offseason more than Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs did, or Derek Carr and John Gruden and the Raiders did. Um, they needed preseason uh, more than Lamar Jackson and the Ravens, or Big Ben and the Steelers. It just, it's a young offense, and it had a first-year offensive coordinator. I think, in my opinion, had they known uh, COVID was going to happen, maybe they wouldn't have made a switch at offensive coordinator just to keep the continuity for Drew Locke, uh, knowing that there was, uh, there was going to be no way for Pat Shermer to uh, install his system uh, and scheme. It's just one of those things that, uh, you know, everything that could go wrong did go wrong. They're still 3-6. and six. It looks like uh, now they're going to finish, what, 4-12, and 5-11, and 11, uh, which is a step back. But the biggest concern here for the Broncos, of course, is their quarterback. It almost looks like they're at square one as far as back to square one as far as who their quarterback for the future is. Right now it does not look like it's Drew Locke. And we'll talk more about Drew uh, going forward. Uh, before we get too much into Drew, I uh, just want to say uh, best wishes to Ed Donatel. Broncos COVID-wise virus have not uh, had a, a positive uh, case with a staff, coach, or player in eight straight days. So that's encouraging. They still have uh, three people in it, Joe Ellis, uh, he has yet to clear symptoms, so uh, he was in at the same time November 3rd as John Elway. Elway returned a week ago. Joe Ellis still battling symptoms. It affects everyone differently. Nothing serious with Joe, just uh, nagging, irritating, uh, you know, symptoms that are hanging in there. Shelby Harris should be cleared uh, if he if he if he tests negative on Saturday. I believe he'll be cleared, but he'll have to go through three days of conditioning which is why he's not going to be able to play against Miami. So Shelby will be good next week against the Saints at Empower Field, but he won't be able to play this Sunday against the red-hot Miami Dolphins. And uh, Ed Donatel was in the hospital for five days last week, um, had his symptoms, uh, got a little scary there for a while, uh, got all the uh, levels monitored and uh, you know, he got the 24-hour the care, and he's out, and he's been back home since Sunday. So uh, here's hoping Ed returns uh, sometime next week, maybe, um, for for the Broncos. So that's the COVID situation. You know, against the Raiders, I mean, Drew Locke, 
four interceptions. Uh, Deshaun uh, Hamilton fumbles five turnovers. I mean, the Broncos lead the NFL with 16 interceptions, um, 10 by Locke, four by Rippon, and uh, two by Driscoll. Um, so 16 leads the league by a, by a wide margin, by the way. Next is worse is the Jets with 12, I think. So, And the Broncos have uh, also lost five fumbles for 21 turnovers. And then here come the Miami Dolphins, who have 15 takeaways. That ranks uh, tied for third or fourth in the league with 15 takeaways. So the matchup on paper uh, doesn't look good in the turnover takeaway uh, period, but there is some luck involved in turnovers. You know, maybe... Maybe the Dolphins will start dropping some of those interceptions on Sunday, and uh, the Broncos will have a chance. I do think the Broncos have a chance. The The Dolphins have won five in a row. It's hard to win six in a row in this league, and it's really hard to win six in a row when you're a young team. They're just tasting success for the first time in a long time. And for the first time in a long time, people are singing their praises and giving them compliments. And let's see how they handle prosperity. It's difficult to handle. So... Um, uh, during the week, uh, we were able to talk to Tim Patrick, the Broncos' uh, uh, fairly surprising uh, number one receiver. Patrick already this year has career highs in receptions and yards and touchdowns. And it's uh, we're only halfway through the season. Let's see, I thought he missed one game. Um, Let's see here if he's missed a game. Yeah, he's missed a game. So he's only played in eight games, and he has 31 catches. Uh, previous high, 23 two years ago. 444 yards, previous high two years ago. And four, uh, three touchdowns. He only had one previous touchdown. So Tim Patrick, uh, way ahead of his uh, uh, career uh, totals and having a career season, still has half the season to go. We asked him about the fight against the Raiders. He had a very interesting response to that. He will get fined, by the way. Um, but uh, he, he kind of indicated there, he, he had to be careful because he didn't want to get fined too much, but he kind of indicated he'd do it again, if you know what I mean. He didn't like uh, the player he tussled with, Abrams, I believe it was. And uh, so anyway, um, we talked to Tim Patrick, a really good interview. Uh, with Tim, um, but again, the Broncos just struggling. They get uh, the Raiders don't play well, and the Raiders whip the Broncos 37 to 12. Locke had four interceptions, and of course, the week, the narrative of the week, the storyline with Locke went from heavy criticism for his play to somewhat of uh, sympathy uh, because of the uh, injury. He has a uh, oblique strain, a, a bruise in the rib area. And um, he said he suffered it uh, early in the second quarter with that big hit. That big hit that he took early in the second quarter was by Morrow, where uh, Locke, um, uh, he, he fumbled and uh, was able to recover it at his own two-yard line when, uh, when he was sacked. That's when he really uh, he took the hit. So he finished the game, though. I, the way it looks to me, uh, Drew Locke, I, and this is after Thursday's practice, it looks like Drew Locke is healthy enough to play. Uh, I just don't know if he will play. You know, maybe, uh, and the team would never admit this, but maybe uh, in light of his struggles, you give him uh, one week to recalibrate things, uh, make sure he's healthy for the following week against the Saints, and um, and then, um, you, you know, kind of shake off the mental 
slump and the physical slump that he's been in here the last really four weeks since he came back from the shoulder strain, eight interceptions in that period. So he's been able to come back. He, he never quits. He had another touchdown pass in the fourth quarter. Give him that. Um, he's had uh, six touchdown passes in the fourth quarter uh, the last three weeks. That's, uh, that's pretty good work. So um, he doesn't quit, but um, I, you know, you just can't turn over the ball the way he has been turning it over. So anyway, that's our that's uh, the first half of uh, Cliss's mic drop. We're now going to send you to our interview with Tim Patrick, and then on the other side, we'll talk more about the uh, Broncos' upcoming matchup against the Miami Dolphins. So enjoy the interview with Tim Patrick, and we'll be back with Cliss's mic drop shortly. Thank you. into that little uh, scuffle with the Raiders was it frustration or was it uh, the hated uh, Raider uh, rivalry that was behind that uh, I know you got punched or not uh, shoved first and then he threw the haymaker back uh, <laughs> what, what was it uh, what was the cause there uh, first I, I don't like him um, we were losing uh, he pushed me uh, I hate the Raiders it's just it's just, that's just the rivalry, honestly. It, I let my frustration get the best of me, but uh, I haven't got fined yet, so I'm I w- I'm not gonna say that I I wouldn't take it back. But uh, yeah, yeah, and and, and I think you are gonna get docked a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, did did you guys were you guys in the uh, this your first day back, uh, not having virtual meetings? You were uh, in the building today. Yes, I understand it. Yes, we were. Oh, okay, and then I guess come Saturday. Uh, you got to go back to virtual again, because the, the the league's making everybody go back to those intensive protocols. The entire Raider defense, almost the entire Raider defense, is in COVID protocol because uh, Farrell, I guess, uh, uh, wound up in the protocols. Any concern? Is there any buzz in the locker room about uh, you know from the Broncos' offense since you were? Lined up right against them. See, you be knowing stuff I don't even know yet. I didn't even know that. <laughs> yeah. Well, maybe ask a few questions. Hey, you always getting the scoop. <laughs> that's crazy. Uh, yeah, yeah. That's that actually just broke before you uh, sat down for this interview. So, um, all the best. Uh, you know, they say you can't. Uh, it hasn't been transmitted uh, by plane. So hopefully that remains true since you guys were so close in contact. Yeah, definitely. Uh, uh, your quarterback had a rough game. What What do you do when that happens? Do you, do you, do you talk to him, you know, try to pump him up? Do you uh, leave him alone? You know, the last thing he wants to do is hear from anybody. How do you handle it with Drew Lockett? Uh With Drew, uh, you could say a little something, but Drew knows already. He He has very high standards for himself. So there's not much you really need to say. Um, you just you just let him know you got his back no matter what. And uh, and like I like I said in my interview, like it's as a receiver, I take it as it's our job to make the quarterback look good. So we just gotta let him know we got his back and everything else. He'll take care of it himself because he's a very mentally strong guy. He knows what he has to do to be able to play his best. You know, to be honest, I thought 
not that you were in trouble. I, you were going to make the team, but I wondered if maybe you were going to fight it out with Deshaun for the number four receiver this year because remember Cortland was still going to be the top top dog. Yeah. And then and then they draft two receivers, one and two in the draft. Yeah. Um, I'm sure you weren't that you weren't you know doing cartwheels uh, after the after the uh, early days of the of the draft. But you had the right attitude, and it's funny uh, uh, when you have the right attitude, good things happen. And and as we say, you're having your best year yet. Tell us what your mindset was after they took Judy and Hamler one two in the draft. Um, we drafted Judy. I was excited about that because um, I felt like it was something that we needed. Um, KJ, you can't pass up on a guy like that. Four two speed. So I was definitely happy about that. I was just more. Probably felt some type of way just because just uh, myself wise just drafting more receivers. I just I know how it's going to be, but um, it was something that our offense needed. We needed we needed like a a kick with uh, with the speed those guys have because um it's all fun and games. You could throw it up and we could go up and catch it, but at some point they're just going to sit on everything and you need that guy that even if they're back there he could still run by them. So um I'm I'm happy that we got those picks um. My whole mindset was just basically how it's always been. Um, I've never been the number one target, so when I did, when my number was called, I made sure I made plays. Cause um, you make a play a day, they can't forget you. So uh, that's basically how I took it, and I I was prepared to play special teams. I'm very I'm very good at that after one year. Um, so I knew I was gonna have a role. It was just me uh, continue to work to make sure I continue to get a bigger role throughout the season. Yeah, you wipe out that negativity and good things happen, it seems like, for uh, at this level anyway. Dolphins defense, uh, very good at uh, creating turnovers, and their secondary is considered uh, one of the best in the league. So you receivers have your work uh, cut out for them. What do you see from them? Uh, they're, they're aggressive with their hands, um, but uh, I like that personally. It, it plays in my favor, so I'm, I'm excited to go against them. Anyway, Tim, you've been a real sport. Uh, you did bring your A game, by the way, especially on that Raider guy. <laughs> appreciate it. I appreciate it. Okay, and good luck to you this weekend against the Dolphins. All right, thank you. All right. All right, thank you, Tim Patrick. Uh, I've been I've enjoyed talking to Tim over the years. Uh, one thing about this COVID situation is uh, the media. We have not been allowed into the locker rooms this year, post game, uh, during practice, before practice, and so I, I just really miss the interaction. That's how you build a relationship. But I've got to know Tim the, the two previous years, and we've gotten along well. He's a he's one of those personalities that I that I click with and uh, I, I enjoyed the interview there so um, we'll see um, we'll see what happens here uh, this week against the Dolphins the Broncos look like uh, they can't beat anybody right now uh, it's a funny thing about the NFL that's usually the time to uh, not give up on a team and the Dolphins look like world beaters but again five in a row can the young Miami Dolphins uh, after starting 0-7 last year, can they actually win six in a row and win it in the Mile High uh, City? Um, I give the Broncos more than a puncher's chance to win this game. The Dolphins, 
Uh, they went with uh, Tua, the rookie from Alabama, uh, three weeks ago. He's 3-0. He has five touchdowns against no interceptions in those three games. But his stats have otherwise been pedestrian. Um, Tua has, uh, and, I, I, and I, I tell you, I'm not even going to, uh, I'm bad. I'm, I'm a sports writer. I know how to spell. Uh, I still struggle with my pronunciation, so I'm going with Tua if everybody doesn't mind. But um, in his last game against the Chargers, he beats uh, Justin Herbert 29-21. Uh, Tua 15 out of 25 for 169 yards, two touchdowns, no interceptions. I mean, uh, 169 yards. He threw for 248 in a win against Arizona. He threw for 93 yards in a win against the Rams. So they haven't asked him much to do. He's been kind of a game manager. Um, he hasn't uh, he hasn't uh, uh, rushed much, although he has had some nice runs. Uh, Thirty-five yard. Uh, he's had a thirty-five, twenty-three, and fifteen yard runs in each of the three games. So he is a threat, an exciting ball player. Um, but the the whole thing about uh, the Dolphins is their secondary. They got a real good secondary led by Xavier uh, Howard, who has five interceptions, I believe. They really get after the quarterback. Uh, they got a good pass rush, so it's going to be difficult for the Broncos. Will it be Drew Locke or will it be Brett Rippon? Um, I have heard, to be honest, I have heard uh, uh, conflicting uh, things. Um, mostly, I've heard Drew's going to play. So. Um, that that's the way I would lean. Uh, today in the walkthrough, he took most of the walkthrough reps in practice. He split the reps with Brett Rippon. Uh, Locke did not take uh, any reps on Wednesday. That seems like a fair progression, I would think. We will we will know for certain on Friday. Um, you know, if Locke takes three quarters of the reps, I I, I would think he's good to go. Um, I tell you what, quarterbacks have played with far more, uh, a far more serious injury than what Locke's dealing with. I'm not saying it doesn't affect him. I'm not saying he uh, uh, could be in harm's way against the tough Miami uh, defense uh, with, uh, with soreness in his uh, rib area. But to me, Drew Locke has already missed. You, you don't want a uh, uh, injury label as a quarterback. I mean, he he was saying he never got hurt in college, never got hurt in high school, never missed a game. And in the pros, um, it looks like he's accident prone so far. He missed a lot of time as a rookie, only played in five games because of a thumb injury in the preseason. This year, he's already had a, a shoulder strain in the uh, rotator cuff area, uh, strained labrum, and missed two games. Would have missed three if it wasn't for COVID. Uh, pushing back uh, the New England game a week. Um, at the same time, I want to see Brett Rippon play more. Um, I, I've, I've said this to, to friends and family and anybody who asks. Uh, I think I like Brett Rippon more than the Broncos do. Um, I think the kid's got some moxie and some savvy. I think he, he knows uh, just mentally and uh, he knows what to do with the ball. Uh, he gets it out quick. Um, I think he throws the ball well. Everybody says he doesn't have much of an arm and doesn't move, but uh, I don't know. I think he's, I think he's got a chance to be a pretty good quarterback. I've heard other people say that uh, they, you know, they think he's his ceiling is Trevor Simeon. I, I don't know, uh, maybe, but uh, Simeon had a couple of nice 
had a year and a half that were pretty good till he got hurt. His shoulder kept getting hurt. So uh, I don't, I'm not sure that's a fair comparison or, or, or not. Um, Brett, Brett's a little quicker. So um, anyway, um, I got to take this call. So that's it for uh, uh, Clissa's mic drop. Thank you for uh, listening to week 11. And we'll do this again next week as the Broncos welcome back Emmanuel Sanders Jameis Winston, and the New Orleans Saints. Thanks for listening, everybody.